Hello, everybody, on our Over the Hump Day Wednesday. Welcome to another edition of Butch on Sports. Simply Butch is here. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Yes, on a very snowy Michigan day where many, many childrens out there had a snow day. Yes. I hope y'all have fun because school will be in session tomorrow. For sure, for sure. And for the rest of us here, again, maybe um, a day off or maybe, yes, uh, taking care of the kids. But again, uh, welcome to Over the Hump Wednesday. And yes, this Wednesday edition of Butch on Sports. As always, thanks for tuning in, boys and girls, ladies and gents. Uh, we'll give you some sports news that you can't get enough of and then some. Help you, again, yes, survive the snow day. Because it was at one point in time when I was out there, boys and girls, ladies and gents, it was snowy. I mean, you can see nothing. And then I see a train coming through the doggone place where basically just hung up, hung up traffic for 15, 20 minutes. I was beside myself, but I got by. I got through it, boys and girls. Yes, I did. Well, let's get to some sports news. I stalled on that <laughs> for a good period of time. Let's get to the point here. For the first time in NFL history, each of the four teams are playing conference championships. Entered this weekend with 14 wins or more. Okay? San Francisco versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Both those teams with 15 and 4 and 15 and 3 records. Only reason Philadelphia has a 15 and 3 record because they had a bye week. Yes, they did. That's in the NFC Championship. That will get down to business. And Cincinnati Bengals, 14 and 4. Kansas City Chiefs, 15 and 3. And again, the Chiefs with a bye week in the AFC for being the best team in that conference there. San Francisco leads the league in both defense. Philadelphia ranked second in the NFL in total defense, uh, allowing 301 yards per game. The Eagles also lead the league <clears throat> with 70 sacks. So that ought to be a good doggone Slobber knocker. If the defenses show up to play, it's going to be crying to pay. Both quarterbacks are very somewhat mobile. Uh, Purdy against Hurt uh, in that particular contest there. And the other contest, Burroughs against Mahomes as Kansas City. League leading in both offense and scoring offense versus the Cincinnati Bengals looking to return to the Super Bowl in consecutive seasons after the victory over Buffalo last week in the divisional round. All games were very good indeed there. I could laugh at some of the losers there, but I just did. And, you know, they were pretty good games up to a point. You know, I feel sorry for Dallas. They had a very good defense out there, but they just couldn't deal with uh, the 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 whipping, okay, that was put on them in their particular game. 
give them a attaboy there. And yes, ja uh, the Jaguars, let's not discredit their particular season as Peterson got their team together and they had a great second half. Let's not discredit them. Buffalo, they, they were pinching straws. Stayed in the game for a certain period of time, but again, it just didn't work out for Allen, okay? And I'm, I'm quite sure he's going to take the whole offseason to reflect. And hopefully Buffalo get it together. And I know Stefan, uh, not Stefan, would it be one of the Diggs brothers? There are two of them in the NFL. <laughs> the one on Buffalo, the receiver, number 14 in your playbook here. Uh, he was pretty leaked off. After the post-game uh, talk with the coaches and the players, he hurried up, got dressed, and sat on the bus by himself. When he took the plane, he had not a word to say and got in his car when he got home and laughed, and you ain't seen him since. Had nothing to say. And you can also see where he basically, in the particular game that he played, was very, very disturbed with Allen, his quarterback. But I'm just saying, hopefully that resolves itself during the offseason because they do have plenty of time. I'm talking about the Buffalo Bills. Let me say it again. San Francisco versus Philadelphia and Philly. And yes, the Cincinnati Bengals at Kansas City. And all who paid money, yes, paid money in Atlanta, get your money back. Let me move on here, boys and girls, with put you on sports here. All signs points for the USFL football to be returned to the state of Michigan for real this time tomorrow. The United States Football League reboot last year for the first time in three years, or three decades, I should say, as a uh, schedule a special announcement at Ford Field, the home of the Detroit Lions, tomorrow at 11 a.m. Thursday. Among the schedules to attend was Mayor Mike Duggan and Fox Sports CEO Eric Shank. Uh, Fox is one of the co-owners of the USFL, the eight-man league that kicked off his last season and technically doesn't have any affiliation with full any full pro football league that has yet a short fuse at all there. The populace did there uh, through 1983 to 1986. It was very popular until someone couldn't pay no money. But it's back again with eight teams there. Michigan represented their team by the Michigan Panther team there. Uh, the inaugural season was played in Birmingham, Alabama last year, the postseason in Canton. Chuck told the Sports Business Journal that in 2023, he literally will be featuring the same 18, but would be playing in multiple cities, though not in all eight home sites. So we should get a clear up of information second to none tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Well, I'll pass that word along to you next Sunday, late Sunday night, boys and girls, or early Monday morning 
for Butcher on Sports. Yes, a special time. We will be late next Sunday. We will. I mean that. All sincerity. I'm just trying to be truthful, boys and girls, with my time. But we'll get some information on that. It took six tries, but the St. Louis Cardinals great Scott Rollins is headed for the Hall of Fame. Rollins received the news that he would be enshrined in Cooperstown on Tuesday, yesterday, when he was the only member of the 2023 Hall of Fame class voted in by the Baseball Writers Association of America this year. Rollins' election means he will join Fred McGriff in Cooperstown this summer after a long time first baseman was elected by the special committee in December. Now, I had a lot to say this afternoon on the show, Roku's uh, show, television show, The Reset, that myself and Matt Pocket does. And that show we shot it today. It'll be prepared for you. Very much so on Friday, you'll be able to see it at 6 o'clock p.m. on the Route 2 channel, sports channel there, OTC. Uh, and yes, you go to the network, com to get more information on that one, okay? You can do it, definitely do that. No problem. No question there. But getting back to the Hall of Fame. And you know, and we talked a whole heck of a lot. I don't want you to miss the impromptu talk conversation myself and me and Matt Pockers. Eh? But this reflects on what we talked about, some things we talked about. As uh, 2000 National League Most Valuable Player Jeff Kent was speaking out about the Baseball Hall of Fame voting after he failed to make Cooperstown for his 10th and final year on the writer's ballot. Hint, writers, not baseball players, not a mix, writers. Uh, the voting took over a year to have a much of head-scratching embarrassment, Kent told the San Francisco Chronicle on Tuesday after the Baseball Writers Association of America voted Scott Rollins into the Hall of Fame for 2023. And it's not that Kent had any problem with Rollins getting in. He had problems with Wyatt. I have not been recognized. After a year worth of uh, working, and I'm quite sure someone has to elect you, sponsor you, and get out there and get the word on now on why he should be there. And that's a lot of hard work for a lot of people who support you. And Kent was one of the best second basemen in that time span that he was playing during that 2000 year and and a little bit above and beyond and didn't get a pot to pee in and a window to throw it out by the Writers Association, which stinks. And that special uh, arrangement um, of um, special committees, they stink too. But check out the Root Cool channel and um, go live sportscast and check out the uh, the show, The Reset. 
with myself and Matt Pocket, host, and get to hear the conversation we had about the Baseball Writers Association and then some about um, the Hall of Fame and what it means to us. Or many of you from where my conversation has traveled, a lot of you don't like what Major League Baseball does. <laughs> and I don't blame you. The NBA is taking up as the update on the All-Star Game format for to the next level. The league and the NBPA announced on Tuesday that the captains that's going to be selected from the pool of All-Stars in a pre-game draft just before tip-off. Now, you'll know the best five players on both sides of the fence tomorrow. I guess TNT is going to do that between... Uh, games that they're going to announce those All-Stars there, at least the five that the fans put on in. But just before tip-off of the of the game or, uh, that's going to be played in the All-Star game, that's going to be February the 19th at Salt Lake City, it's going to be just like the playground. The, the, that's, that draft will take place. They're just going to pick uh, about 7.30, PM, they're going to pick sides. Okay? The game starts at 8 o'clock. Okay? So that, that, that's going to be something in front of people who the, the captains and the starters elected by the fans will be announcing tomorrow. Again, now be done on Thursday. Right now, it looks like LeBron James and likely Giannis Antetokounmpo will be the honor of being those captains. And by the way, the Detroit Pistons, 12-37, and 37, in fifth place in the Central Division and having a stinky season themselves, will be playing Thursday against the Brooklyn Nets, who are 29-17, a halfway decent season. Kevin Durant got two more weeks to deal with his knees situation before he be back on the, on the good foot. Expect maybe a good game, hopefully by the Pistons. What they have, I mean, last home game, they looked like crap. I mean, they came out looking like crap. Milwaukee was able to set everybody down, their starters and, and, and main players down in the third quarter. That's how out of reach the game was. It was a sad game. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Detroit Red Wings make an attempt to leave a favorable impression <clears throat> on their last home game for two weeks. The San Jose Sharks came into Little Caesar Arena on Tuesday with a record to put them among the bottom five of the NHL. However, they uh, got with Detroit Red Wings in a tight game. Andrew Kopp secured a two points for the Red Wings. When he scored 25 seconds into overtime, giving the Red Wings a 3-2 victory. And yes, a good feeling with the home crowd at Little Caesars Arena. Now the Wings will be playing tomorrow, Thursday in Montreal. Then Friday, they'll be playing the New York Islanders in New York, Long Island, before pausing for the week-long All-Star break. They're going to get a long rest of the Detroit Red Wings, except Larkins, who's going to the All-Star game. I don't know anybody else going to the All-Star game for the Red Wings, but Larkins will be definitely going. 
Finally, the Detroit Tigers signed second baseman Cesar Hernandez to a minor league contract and an invitation to the Major League Baseball training camp, according to sources of knowledge with the situation. Hernandez is 32 years old. He'll earn $1.5 million if he makes the big league roster and could receive an additional $1.85 million in performance bonuses there. Hernandez, as a 10-year Major League veteran, he hit last year 248 with one home run, 45 walks, 114 strikeouts, and 147 games last year with the Washington Nationals. He's a switch hitter. He spent his first seven seasons with the Philadelphia Phillies. That's all I can tell you, boys and girls. We'll see what happens. And you know what? Baseball training is not far away. I give you a good two and a half to three weeks, and it will be up and running for a lot of players in Major League Baseball reporting to their various camps in, yes, in Arizona, as well as in Florida. A.J. Hintz boasts the Tigers' new starting, uh, new staff look. They're focusing on Major League development, and I'm so tired of hearing the word rebuild. I'm about to get sick to my stomach. Rebuild with the Pistons. Rebuild with the Tigers. Rebuild for the Red Wings. A rebuild all over along. The only doggone team that has some positivity right now is the Detroit Lions. And I'm quite sure we'll have some rebuilding with them next year or this upcoming season. But again, I at least see progress in their pursuit, per se. And Red Wings is in a close second. They're not too far with a playoff position. They're eight points out. The Pistons, for the years that they've had their head coach involved, that's a joke. And they're trying to get the worst record in town so they can get another draft choice, which the first two draft choices, uh, I mean, come on, turn into duds. And season-ending injuries. What good is your team? Oh, they're getting the experience. They got to learn how to play defense. Well, why can't you influence them? I'm going to get off my horse on that one and park them. Let them get a drink of water. I ain't got too much to say on that one, per se. High school basketball is in its halfway point of the season now. And starting tonight, there's a lot of games that were canceled because of the snowstorm in Michigan and other places around the state. But never fear. Uh, they clean up the snow. I'm quite sure Thursday and Friday, there's going to be a lot of making up to do there. A lot of making up with girls and boys basketball, wrestling, bowling, swimming and diving on the Upper Peninsula with the boys and the girls. A lot of good stuff going on there. If you have the opportunity in place, please get out there and support those kids. Yes, get out there and support them. They could be doing a lot of things they got no business doing. But guess what? 
They're balancing their entertainment with athletics as well as their academics, making them better all around there. Get out there and support that, please. Please do that. And I know that Cass, I think they're going to have a game. I do believe it's 745 on Sunday, uh, uh, a big game against Flint Beecher and get Cass Tech. I'm going to be very interested in getting some results on that particular game indeed there. Not going to leave you hanging on that one. Let's take a break. And, yes, as always on Wednesday and as much as we can get them, Let's hear uh, Be the Referee, this time talking about competitive cheer. Welcome to Be the Referee with MHSAA registered official Paige Winnie. Ready, set. There are a lot of moving parts to a competitive cheer competition, including safety judges. For each competition, there are a minimum of two safety judges and three panel judges. But what does each position do? Safety judges are there for safety, as simple as that sounds. During a competition, they are mobile, circling the mat, identifying illegal skills, improper spotting techniques, time infractions, and anything else deemed unsafe. They are also counting the number of competitors and floor formations for each team. Panel judges, and there are three of them, are scoring the round. Each round is made up of skills, floor formations, transition moves, and stunts that must all be evaluated. Both safety and panel judges can deduct points for errors in the routine. Thanks, Paige. You can be a referee. Go online now to register at MHSAA.com. Be the referee as a part of the MHSAA network. I didn't know that about competitive cheer and how they judge those particulars there. I know a lot has been going on with competitive cheer, and yours truly is going to get out to one of the gymnasiums and and check that out and and do some talking to some of the coaches there and get a little bit more insights. As more and more high school teams are getting competitive cheer on their roster, it was somewhat something that a lot of schools, some schools had it, Many did not have it, but again, I'm seeing more and more schools participating in competitive cheerleading there. So we want to find out what's the boom on on that competitive cheer. In a couple of weeks, you'll hear the interview in its entirety that basically right now upgrades a lot of young ladies out there and men, young men, okay, uh, being part of competitive cheer. Already, and you know, and that will be talked about too because I know there's men cheerleaders, and I want to see how many boys are 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 they able to compete in competitive cheerleading. There, I used to know about <clears throat> 25 years ago at Detroit Southwest, they had a boy on the cheerleading squad. He can climb a wall. And I forget that young man's name, but I'm going to find it down the road a piece. It's hard to see that Southwestern is now torn down to the ground. Sorry to see that. Anyway, I am done for my time on the air tonight here. I'm going to deal with the weekend and watch those championship games just like you do. Watch a little bit WWE and the Royal Rumble on Saturday night. Yeah, I'm going to get involved with that there, so you should too. If you can, on on Peacock, boys and girls, by the way, if you have Comcast, you automatically have the the deal. 
If not, you know, hey, I'm quite sure there's some pay-per-views and whatever it may be that can get you to see the Royal Rumble. Hey, but anyway, I'm done for this evening and inviting you to have a very good, safe, and wonderful weekend. Please stay safe. A lot of things and not every dance on thing going on right now that is good. But again, keep your health intact. Uh, protect your fellow man and woman. Uh, be safe. If you got a cold or whatever it may be, or flu, get yourself checked out. Stay at home. Get rest and relaxation so you can see another day. Butch on Sports is a presentation of Old Darling Production. Check out Butch on Sports on Facebook, always on Facebook. You can go to the homepage at Palomatty.com to get Butch on Sports as well. Just type in S-I-M-P-L-Y-B-U-T-C-H-T-O-O dot Palomatty.com. You can also go to the Game Sports Show dot Podbean.com and get Butch on Sports. And I'll be checking as I've been hearing. I have not checked it out yet, but i make sure that that's being posted on the Podbean site. And we'll be able to give you some results on that this past Sunday. And uh, hopefully it's positive and not negative. Hey, boys and girls, have a good, 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 good weekend there. And we'll be back late Sunday, early Monday morning. Have a safe and happy weekend.